Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today we're going to be talking about my absolute love of my life, my best friend, Don't know how I would have gotten here where I am today without this person, um, Harry Potter. And if you're not a Harry Potter fan, hang up, delete, unsubscribe, just kidding. But seriously, oh my gosh, if you don't love Harry Potter, what are you doing with your life? You need to reevaluate a lot of things. Um, Go read the books, go watch the movies, and then do it like 10 more times. Then come listen to this. Then we can be friends. Um, But anyway, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I always have been. My whole family loves Harry Potter. We have our family group chat is called Dumbledore's Army, and we have matching Harry Potter pajamas. My dad, like, hand-carved us uh, wands one Christmas, and then the next Christmas, he hand-carved us a Nimbus 2000. I swear. I swear. A Nimbus 2000 with, like, sticks from the backyard. It's crazy. I'm so serious. But anyway, we love Harry Potter. We watch like the entire series. Are they, is it called, not a series, uh, the whole like, you know, part, you know, one, two, three. What are those called? The whole, I can't think of the word, but the whole thing, like all of them. We watch them like once a year. And today I want to talk about one scene from one movie in particular. So this is going to like really pull out my Harry Potter people. But if you don't watch Harry Potter people, or if you don't watch Harry Potter, I will still kind of break it down for you. So Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, um, one, one of the best ones. I mean, I love all of them. No complaints. But there is a part, and th- this might contain some spoilers, so go watch this. But I've given you like, what, like five years since this came out? More than that. So go watch it. But anyway... A little overview. So Harry Potter, you know what? No, I'm not even going to give you an overview. You need to know who Harry Potter is. But anyways, um, in this particular scene, Harry is looking for a Horcrux. A Horcrux is basically a bad guy's soul stuck in a little item. And if you crush the item, you crush that piece of the bad guy's soul, Voldemort. And then you can actually crush Voldemort. So anyway, Harry is in Bellatrix, who's this bad lady. He's in her bank vault because there's a horcrux in there. Okay. And so the horcrux that he's going to get is at one side of the vault. And then the rest of the vault is filled up with all these like gold trinkets and like dining ware things and coins and whatever. And Harry has to go through all that crap to go and get the horcrux so he can destroy it. And as he's the second he touches one thing, I think Ron like bumps, Ron's like his best friend, bumps into something and then it falls on the ground and immediately the one thing, like the coin or whatever, the the like lamp falls on the ground and immediately when it hits the ground, it jumps and it's two pieces now. 
And so as Harry is trying to get from one side of the vault to the other through all this crap, every single thing he touches jumps into another. Okay. So it like he touches it and then it jumps into two pieces and then jumps into three pieces. And so it's like multiplying the second he touches them in order to kind of be like a booby trap to stop him from getting to the Horcrux. And so the room's like filling up. It's intense. Go watch the scene. You can um, YouTube it. I'll link the YouTube video um, of just this scene. But anyway, it's crazy. It's intense. They're like, Harry, go get the whole crux. Run. And so he's going through whatever. And the reason I want to bring this up is because this is like what our thoughts are. Are We have like 60,000 thoughts that go through our head per day, and a lot of them are recurring. And the downside of this is that a lot of them are negative. A lot of them are negative. And one thought often spirals into a couple. So we touch one thought, okay, especially negative ones. We touch one negative thought, and it, that negative thought says, you're an idiot. Why did you raise your hand at work? Because you shouldn't have said that they thought your answer was stupid. That thought immediately, just like the Horcrux, touch it and it pops into two thoughts. Okay. So now not only is it that negative thought, but now on top of that negative thought, it is, why do you even think you're capable of doing this job? You're a moron. Okay. And then you touch that thought and then two more thoughts pop up that say, in fact, not only are you an idiot at this, why do you even think you can start a business or go to a different job when you can't even do what you're doing now? Then you touch that thought and another thought pops up. And so a lot of times what happens is we have one little garbage thought that pops up in our mind. And just like the horcruxes or just like the, um, all the, you know, gold little trinkets in this bank vault, they multiply into a bunch of different negative thoughts. So then I call this like the spiral, you know, the inner mean girl spiral. All of a sudden you went from, you know, a couple little things that you just had to maneuver through to get what you wanted on the other side of the room. But now you're like drowning in all of these mean thoughts and it makes it harder and harder and harder to weed through and get to what you want. It makes it harder and harder and harder to swim through when the, the more you move forward, the more these thoughts are exploding. Okay. So even though you're moving towards your goal, you're having all of these mean thoughts pop up. And the reason I want you to be aware of this is because a lot of times this happens on autopilot. We don't even realize it. Um, if you've been a dick to yourself, like your thoughts have been, you know, just a dick to yourself for the last 20 years, it's probably become your normal. It's probably become something that you just expect and you just know is happening in the back of your head. You don't even question it. And so what I want you to do is I want you to become the observer of your thoughts and not become your thoughts. I want you to become the observer of your thoughts and not your thoughts. Because a lot of times we listen to our you know, that voice in our head that's telling us these mean things. And we think that's just who we are. That's just what we believe about ourselves. That's just the fact. That's just the truth. And that's not true. We choose our thoughts and it's a practice. It takes time to be able to understand and, and really be woke enough to question your thoughts and observe your thoughts. But I want you to get there because when you can observe your thoughts, 
what happens is a mean thought pops up. A thought pops up like, um, my significant other doesn't care about me or the, my, you know, I'll never get ahead with money or my best friend's mad at me because I'm a shitty friend, whatever. And whatever thought that is, if we just think it to be true, we're like, all of our thoughts are true. If it happens, if it pops up, it must mean it's true. I suck. The Horcrux effect happens. Okay. You're Harry Potter going through this, through Bellatrix's vault with all of your inner mean girl thoughts spiraling out of control, just popping up. The second you have one thought, two more come. And we got to stop that. When you can be the observer of your thoughts, what happens is you can say, huh, that's interesting that that thought popped up. I wonder why that thought popped up. Like you can just question it. Huh, that's interesting. Why did that thought pop up? Is it because I was really caught off guard and, and I wasn't prepared and um, then I just I, I just really felt insecure in this moment? Is it because you are just stepping out of your power, like your energy is funky. Is it because, like, identify the the reason and then say, oh, okay, that makes sense that, that I was kind of having those thoughts. That's not the truth, though. The truth is I'm so capable. The truth is I'm allowed to raise my hand at work and ask whatever questions. My questions are stupid. I am just an inquisitive person. I care about my job, and so I want to learn, and therefore I'm going to ask good questions. The truth is my friend isn't mad at me. I, you know, she's, we just haven't had the best communication this week. The truth is my significant other loves me. He or she is just super busy right now at work and, and can't respond or something. Whatever those thoughts are, we want to tell ourselves a story about it. We want to make up a story about it that triggers all these other thoughts. And when we can step back and say, huh, okay, the story I'm telling myself right now about this is blank. Then we can rewrite it and say, that's not true. That's not true that I suck. That's not true that I'm dumb. That's not true that I'm not good enough. The truth is I'm awesome. The truth is I am so powerful. The truth is I'm so capable. The truth is I've been through so much stuff and I will always be able to get through it, whatever pops up because I'm great. Okay. When we can rewrite that, every single thought that pops up, it doesn't allow it to multiply into more negative thoughts. One negative thought pops up. We say, Asla Vista, I'm not here to listen to that. I'm unavailable for that crap. The truth is I'm a rock star. That's the thought I'm going with. And let's bada bing, bada boom, go with that. Um, a great example that I like to talk about is if you were in a room with two different people, the first person that you were in a room with, and um, if you've done my inner mean girl seven day challenge, you've heard this before. Um, and if you haven't, go check it out. I'll link it in the show notes. It's a seven-day challenge to um, really get to the root cause of your of these thoughts and really learn how to ditch them. So if you're liking this, you'll go check out the show notes and get the link for the challenge. It's so good. It's seven days of audio. It's phenomenal. Anyway, um, but one of I talk about this in the Inner Mean Girl Challenge. And so imagine being in a room. Imagine you had to go to work and they put you in a conference room and you're just supposed to work on your laptop all day. That's all you had to do. You're a part of an experiment. And they send this person in and this person just sits next to you and talks shit about you all day out loud in front of you and you just have to work. Okay, so you just have to keep doing what you're doing, but this person's over your shoulder like, 
why would you write that? That sounds so dumb. Did you even did you even go over this? Do you have any talent at all? That sounds so stupid. Don't present your idea. Why would you present that idea? That you haven't thought through that at all, clearly. Why would you think you're good enough to go and do this? Why do you think your significant other, your significant other is probably not even thinking about you right now because they don't care about you? Like imagine sitting in a room for eight hours with that that person. So then you leave the room and you go home. What do you think? How do you think your night's going to go? Do you think that's going to be a night where you come home and you're like, wow, I am going to work on my business and I'm going to tidy up my home and I'm going to lay my clothes out for tomorrow because I'm just so excited and I'm in such a good mood and I can't even wait for tomorrow to go back to that room. I'm just in such a great mood. Let's go change the world. No, you're probably coming home, kicking off your shoes, punching a wall and then watching Netflix and saying, no one talk to me or touch me because I'm pissed and I'm in a terrible mood. Like that's probably how you end your day. Okay, flip side. You go back to work the next day or maybe, you know, this is a different experiment and you sit in your room and sit in this conference room and all you're told is sit down and write, uh, like do your work, like work for eight hours. So you sit down, you start working and there's another person comes into the room. They sit down and all day long they sit next to you and they say, wow, I'm reading over your shoulder and this work is brilliant. I mean, this this work is going to change lives. Y- you are so smart. This is such intelligent work. Wow, I mean, this is phenomenal. You're so creative. What you're doing matters so much. Imagine eight hours of that, and then you come home from work. What kind of night are you going to have? You're going to want to change the world. You're going to come home more energized than when you left for work. You're going to come home and want to work out and then um, call, you know, your friends and family or uh, go on a walk or just journal out some brainstorming, whatever, work on your business, whatever your dreams are, like you're going to come home more motivated to do that in a great mood, excited. So think about those two scenarios and then think about which one applies to you all day long. Which one applies to you all day long? What are the thoughts that are being said to you via that voice all day long? Are they the person with the positive voice or are they the person with the very negative voice? Because it's impacting you. It's impacting you more than you know all the time. It's impacting you more than you know all the time. And so we got to get to the bottom of this, especially because our negative thoughts spiral so easily, just like the um, Harry Potter going through the room trying to get the Horcrux. So what I want you to do is I want you to work on becoming the observer of your thoughts. And you can do this in a couple ways. The first is journal out what the voice inside your head, what the dialogue is. What does the voice inside your head say to you during the day? Just And just journal. Don't even think about it. Just like sit, sit down and start saying everything that goes on. And if you don't know, do an experiment. Wake up tomorrow and start being conscious about the thoughts that are going through your head. Okay? Once you start doing that, every single thought that pops up that's negative, ask yourself, huh, that's interesting. Is that a thought I want to think if I know the result that it's going to give me? 
No. Okay, choose another thought. I'm done thinking that. I'm unavailable to entertain the thought that I suck. The truth is I'm a rock star. The truth is my work changes lives. The truth is what I do matters. The truth is blank. And that's the result that you're going to get. When those are the thoughts that you're thinking, that's the result you're going to get. So be the observer of your thoughts. Remember that you are not your thoughts. You are the observer of your thoughts. Well, thank you for tuning in today. I love Harry Potter and I love talking about our our beliefs and our thoughts. So this was a banger episode um, to record for you. If you love this episode, go like and subscribe. Keep practicing this stuff. It takes daily practice. It takes thinking this stuff all the time in order to change it for good in the long run. I'm so proud of you for doing this work, and it's going to be so impactful on not only your day-to-day energy, but on your bank account, on your finances, because if you believe the good thoughts, if you start listening to the good thoughts, that's where you're going to head in every aspect of your life not just in you know your positive energy but also in the day-to-day logistics like money and finance. I'm so proud of you and I'll see you next episode.